Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You... For example, gossip. There are things that you can do. Now, a lot of us, our tendency is to oh, just listen that one little bit. We're, we're just curious people by nature. But to avoid it, if, if it's appropriate, you can just say, oh, would you excuse me? I'll be right back. And step away from the gossip, just not to be a part of it. Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Sporzo, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilio, Patwa Apparel, and the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now, let's go to today's episode. Helping businesses and individuals find success through better communication and social skills, today's guest is a modern-day social skills, civility, and business etiquette expert. She focuses on communicating and interacting more effectively and with a lot less drama. Her book, Don't Burp in the Boardroom, Handling Uncommonly Common Workplace Dilemmas, complements her signature style and humor and has become a must-have book and go-to guide for any individual who's looking to succeed and advance in today's business or workplace. She frequently appears on television and radio programs in the United States and serves as a source for numerous high-profile publications such as Forbes, Business Insider, Hardy Magazine, The Muse, and Fast Company. I'm so happy to have on The Entrepreneurial You today, Rosalinda Randall. Welcome, Rosalinda, to The Entrepreneurial You. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I've been looking forward to speaking with you, Hanukkah. Great. And now we're here. So to, to launch us out, we have a fun question. And here's yours. <laughs> Would you rather visit the doctor or the dentist? The dentist. I love going to the dentist. Oh, you are the first person I've heard saying you love going to the dentist. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. In yes. fact, I always make my appointment before the six months. I like to go every five months just to make sure everything's okay for oh, some reason. Congratulations yeah. to you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. So now share with our community of peak performers your social media handle. Well, you can find everything really on my website, rosalindarandall.com. But my Twitter, I'm most active on that is at Rosalinda Tweets. And of course, I'm on Facebook, but you know, everything's on the website. Okay. And for my peak performers, you know that you can always reach me, hennikawatkisporto.com or on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at hennikawatkisporto, as well as patsoapparel.com or at patsoapparel. So now we're going to be talking about how to, you know, handle dilemmas without losing control and, and losing our cool and dignity. And you are the expert, Rosalina, that we've brought on to share. First of all, why do we even need to care about handling dilemmas? Well, you know, that's funny. I was asked that question, like, why should I care about civility or manners or anything? I've got to get things done. I need to go where I need to go. And I don't care who's in my way. I've got to go. Well, that's one way of living your life. I never tell people how to do it. Um, as a society, we come up with what's acceptable and what isn't. And it depends, as you know, different parts of even the, our own 
countries um, much more, uh, if you compare it to different cultures around the world, what things are acceptable and aren't. So it's really our responsibility, I believe, to find out what the culture is. Just like when you go get a job at a company, it is your duty as a person who's interested in working for that company to find out what that culture is. Maybe it isn't a good fit for you. And you go and you people, I've seen them do that, and then they get the job and they start complaining about why that company thinks this way or why it does that or I'm quitting because the CEO supports this or that. Well, you should have done your homework. So it it all, it's relative, um, it, it relates to civility and everything, to every aspect of our, of our, not only our jobs, as I mentioned, but also our personal lives. It would make coming home much more pleasant to a person who isn't going to go, well, it's about time you're home. You didn't do the dishes like I asked you, did you? I mean, whether it's you're talking to your loved, <laughs> your romantic partner or your child, that is not the most pleasant way. I wouldn't want to come home. I'd go take a ride and get home later. And I know people who say, I don't go straight home. I need to unwind before I get hit with, with this, you know, incivility, even at home, I've had enough at work. And now I come home to the same thing. You know, that that's one place where I, I believe it matters the most inside our four walls, because that is a reprieve from the harsh world out there, whether it's driving your boss, your coworker, whatever your situation is, your, your, your professor, you want a place that it's going to be welcoming, calm, that you speak, that you talk about things, you don't yell. So, you know, because if you go 24 hours a day, except for the few hours you sleep, uh, minus the few hours you sleep, you're bombarded with this kind of always on the defensive or someone always slipping these little lines at, at you to, to, you know, that passive aggressive stuff. Uh, how are we supposed to go out the next day and be kind to our coworker or help help the lady, you know, with the baby pick up her groceries? We, we don't care. We're, we're just trying to survive. So that's the bigger picture to me on why it should matter to, to most everyone. And also, it makes you more likable. You know, <laughs> I always say, are people happy, uh, happier, walk you, uh, watch you walk away or when you come into the room, you know, that, that determines everything. No, you talk about culture, Rosalindo, but let's even move it outside of our homes or even businesses. A lot of us are thinking of businesses on the international scale, you know, um, international marketing, marketing or marketing or products. So if you're in Jamaica, you're thinking of going into China or the United States, which, well, it's not so different culturally from Jamaica, but maybe somewhere else, you know, somewhere in the that East that is quite different from what we do on the Western side of things. How important is that cultural consideration? You know, you accept your business card with a, in, with a particular, in a particular hand and you introduce, you know, a particular person to the other and the, the order in which the introduction is done and so on and so forth. Is, isn't that a little too much? Doesn't it get a little confusing? What say you to that? Yes, it does. To be perfectly honest, it is very confusing. Um, and, you know, just I will, I will address that. But even bringing it down to one country, our country, the United States, for example, there are already cultures mixed in here. But let's leave that aside. People come from different places. Expectations um, are, are in a certain mood. And anything, even if you think you're introducing the proper way, whatever that means, uh, 
it, it could come across, a, a, you know, in an offensive manner or someone feels, oh, why did you say their name before my name? Or you didn't look at me when you said it. It, it really comes down to the individual person. Now, going back to the cultural things, again, similar to what I said earlier, if you are going to do business with, say, China, there there are a myriad of books. You you can Google what are the top 10 don'ts when you're doing business in China. I mean, just, just follow the top 10 easy and, and try to do that because you're going into them. You're seeking their business. That's how I look at it. If they, someone from another country is seeking my business, then it is their job to find out the top 10 things that Maybe the United States doing business in the United States doesn't work or is frowned upon. Um, so I, I think that's where I, I, you know, I live my life by these six traits and, and my business model. And I, and that's one of the things being considerate, being aware of someone else. And I think that's what we're lacking because we're so focused on getting what we want that we forget that other people might see it differently. Also, our attitude. Do we say, well, this is how I do it. I don't care what they think. This is my way of doing business. Well, then you're going to lose business. And that's fine. You can have that attitude. Some people don't want to change or, or adapt a little bit. And I say, go for it. That's why I developed these six traits that I mentioned. Um, and if we follow them or keep them in mind, anytime we're dealing with anyone, we diminish, not erase completely, but diminish the uh, chances of offending someone when we deal with them, especially from other cultures. Those six traits, do you want to elaborate on that for us? (laughs) Yes, I'll do it quickly because I can talk a long time about each of them. (laughs) They basically, and, and really where I got them was from my parents and specifically my father more so, um, you know, it's hard to talk about one, not the other, but for some reason he stands out. And and the first one is courtesy. That is just the basic being polite, saying please and thank you and pardon me or excuse me when you bump into someone instead of trying to squeeze by and, you know, rubbing against me. Also speaking, you know, in a pleasant tone. So that's courtesy. That's one consideration. Just again, aware of how our behavior, how my action, how, you know, again, squeezing in front of somebody, my words, the loudness of my voice in an airplane, how those things affect other people, bringing smelly foods to work, warming, you know, warming up very smelly foods or being noisy in the workplace. That's all consideration. The third one is respect, tolerating people tolerating people's quirks and uh, maybe little annoying habits. We have them, although we think we don't. Just a little bit more overlooking things, not unfriending someone because, oh, they put something that you disagree with. Uh, Respecting someone not to pass on some gossip. That's under respect. And then tact. That's one of my favorite ones. And tact, we all know what that means. And I have a tagline that sounds very like third grade, but you can say what you mean without being mean. And and that's one thing. I I was raised in a very traditional home. However, I was allowed to express myself. 
at any time I wanted, but it had to be in a tactful and respectful manner. And that's, that's, I, I, it can be done. Naturally, we lose it once in a while and, and we get angry, which leads me to, you know, apologizing by the humility. And I don't mean because somebody said, well, I'm not going to be a doormat for anybody. Oh my goodness. That is not what I mean. But just knowing when to apologize be modest in one's opinion of oneself. And that includes as you walk in the room with the air of arrogance, that who are you? Uh, Graciously accepting a, a compliment. That's very difficult for some people. And then finally, humor. I don't mean that you go into work with a new knock, knock joke every day, although if it's appropriate, why not? But humor, I extend that definition to have a a more pleasant disposition, be more obliging to people, and also be a, have a little more lighthearted attitude when obstacles come in or challenges, especially at work or or with a client. You know, it's it's overlook things, and I I think that that's one of my favorite points. If nothing else, out of this interview or anywhere that I go, is overlook things. We don't have to attack, defend, prove every little thing that comes our way. I think that takes away from our energy to from doing good. Those are the six traits that I think if we, if we keep them in mind, anytime we open our mouth, um, I think things would be a little bit uh, more civil. All right, we are going to be taking a break right here, Rosalindo. And when we come back, I have a question to ask regarding all these traits that you have mentioned. Let's take a break. Peak performers, success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal. But we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students and professionals who want ideas innovation, and inspiration. They have a variety of high-quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings, and art exhibitions, and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilia. Do you want to see the world filled with better leaders? Filling the world with leaders worth following starts with you, and you can be that leader in your company, organization, or community. On May 4, 2018, join more than 100,000 leaders from around the globe at the world's largest leadership event, LeaderCast Live. Broadcast live from Atlanta to a community near you, LeaderCast Live will allow you to learn from leaders like Andy Stanley, Michael Hyatt, and Dr. Jim Lur. For more information on this can't miss event, visit henikawatkisporter.com and click on Leadercast Kingston and invest in the future of your career, your organization, your community, and your world. Welcome back. And we are talking with Rosalindo Randall, and she is the business etiquette expert. Before we went to that break, Rosalinda was sharing with us those six traits to be courteous, you know, what it takes to be courteous. Now, as I listened, and I'm sure a lot of my peak performance community listening in might be saying to themselves, but these traits seem, you know, diametrically opposed to how an entrepreneur and daily are going about our businesses. For example, when you talk about, you know, not 
unfriending someone because they posted something that you did not like. So the question I want to ask, because a lot of persons, for example, have business accounts and you want to make sure that you maintain a particular profile and your timeline is is having the kind of content that you want to share. So if somebody, if I'm having somebody on my timeline, for example, Rosalinda, and they shared something that I thought to myself, no, this is so out of line. It's not my personal account. It's a business account. And it's so out of line with content I want my followers, my fans to be associating me with. Am I being discourteous if I decide to unfriend somebody who does that? Not at all. Every individual has a level of tolerance, has boundaries, and we all have different boundaries. Some of them, some of us come from, we incorporate or include in our decision-making in business, our religious background, our religious beliefs. And that is something that can determine what you, I'm just using you for example, may find that it isn't in line with, with the image, with, with your beliefs, your core beliefs, then that is something, a decision that you will make to determine whether you should, for example, unfriend um, someone. Whereas I, maybe I have the similar beliefs, but eh, that's their business. That's their word. I'm not going to like it or comment, but hey, you know, put it through my feed, whatever. It, it depends on your viewpoint and, and how deeply it goes against any principles or beliefs. And that's where I do, that's my boundary. If it really is against a a personal belief or principle, then I may have to take some action. Or I just know that that is not the person that I will be doing business with. But you were talking more about what your potential clients or current clients may see on your timeline if they, you know, look you up. Again, personal decision. I don't think it's discourteous at all. It is a business-based decision on your core beliefs and principles. Who am I to question that? I have so many people who put things that I don't agree with. Uh, When they cross the line in my book, I hide it. I have not unblocked or unfriended anyone yet. Uh, (laughs) I just hide the post. Um, I guess I'm a big chicken when it comes to that. Or I just, you know, it's a choice. Do I want to deal with it? And the possible consequence with that person, it's either going to be yes or no. Let's look at something like shaking hands. Do I have to shake hands with someone who, for example, just wipe their nose? How can I decline that if I don't want to? Like, I just saw you, you, you picking your nose. Do I have to shake your hand? Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, just make sure you don't pick up a cookie or an hors d'oeuvre and lick your, <laughs> lick your fingers. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now, can you decline? Oh, yes, you can decline to shake hands with everyone. Um, I, I know in, in this country, in many countries, when you're doing business, that's, you know, could be deemed uh, or, or a little bit awkward when you don't shake hands. Now to offer, I, oh, I'm sorry, I'm struggling with the cold. I'm trying not to pass it on. But some people use that. But you have to, you know, when you lie, you have to remember the lie. If they see you or a third person approaches your group that you're talking with, this person approaches you and you go, oh, hello, and you shake their hand, uh, that person's going to know that you just lied to them. So you have to be very careful if you're going to apply the lie. It's got to be applied everywhere. Because um, what are you going to say? I'm sorry, I saw you picking your nose and I'm uncomfortable with that. Uh, you, you can, but um, or hand them a tissue next time. Uh, so, you know, you always, always shake hands and just keep it to your side. And, you know, the one thing I tell people, because this comes up so often, this question is just because you didn't see the person pick their nose, you don't know where that hand has been before you they walked in the room. 
what are some of the common, the most common rude behaviors that you, you hear about or experience, you know, that happen amongst entrepreneurs or, you know, persons doing business on the whole? Oh my goodness. One of them, the, the one I've heard even more, most recently, and the one I complain about the most is people replying, responding, whether a phone call, a text, an email, just respond. And I don't mean to events and parties. That's a, another issue that people don't, or they wait till the last minute, but not responding. Uh, a simple yes. And, you know, I tell people when you receive an email and they're asking you, oh, would you like to meet for coffee? In our gut, we immediately go, oh, no, or oh, them, yay. So just do it then. I, I try and answer my emails the moment they come in. I already know if I want to or not. So that's the number one. Uh, people arriving late, whether it's on the phone or in person that you're going to meet with someone, that, that's another one. that, and, and the worst part yet is, and it's happened to me a couple of times in the last two months, is you see the person, I'm sitting inside waiting for them, and I see them fixing their pants, adjusting themselves, checking their phone. I mean, at least pretend that you are somewhat concerned that you're late and, and, you know, jog across the street and apologize. But, uh, so that's another one. Oh, just being inattentive and talking about themselves. Oh my goodness. It's all them, all them. And, and, uh, again, we've all experienced that where, oh, let's get to know one another. Let me learn about your business. Well, they don't really mean it. It's let me tell you about mine. And by the way, do you have any leads or do you want to buy my stuff? So those are the top three that I've heard recently. You mentioned about responding to emails. For me, they, I totally agree with you there. I mean, I agree with the stuff that you're saying. But when it comes on to responding, I believe that, you know, be courteous and it's a simple yes or no. You know, like you said, whether or not you want to be a part of it, just say it. If it's a no, it's a no. And it's fine because a no is a complete sentence. You don't need to give an explanation. No, thank you very much. And move, moving right along. But I just hear persons asking the question, oh, you know, entrepreneurs who are extremely busy and bogged down, they get tons of emails per day. Are you saying, and, and they may not have the kind of resource they, they should have or need in order to respond to all those many emails that they will come in from time to time. What kind of strategy could you um, share for them to deal with that in, inundation of emails that they keep getting and not being able to respond to? Maybe not because they don't want to, but they genuinely don't have the time to. To that, I say if there's that much interest, it's time to uh, invest in a VA uh, to handle the emails and go through them for you. And I know you said the resources, meaning money. Sometimes people will be do things in exchange for things, sort of a barter system. And maybe it's just for the month to get you back on track. The other thing is take a time when, when you can, you know, a Saturday or, or uh, sometime when, when you're sitting on the exercise bicycle or something and go through those emails because the majority will probably be ones that you've subscribed to and you can easily unsubscribe uh, so you don't have to respond. And as you said, the ones that continue, continue to send you emails because you cannot respond, you do not have time, whatever it is, you're going to keep getting them. So the best thing to do is find the time once a week to reply and say, no, thank you. I am not interested. And exactly what you said, I'm not interested. Please remove me from your list or the best wishes or on your success. That's all you can do because you can't stop people from emailing you. You can block them and then you don't have to deal with them. So that's the strategy that I've used. I finally got a VA and just say, please, you know, handle the ones that I don't need and the ones that are real tangible clients or potential clients. 
we're heading to a close and I want you to close for us, Rosalinda, by sharing how with us how it is that we handle things like invitations and even gossip and stuff that we're not comfortable with and we don't want to be a part of it, but we're afraid of saying, no, we don't want to. How do we handle these things? For example, gossip. There are things that you can do. Now, a lot of us, our tendency is to oh, just listen that one little bit. We're, we're just curious people by nature. But to avoid it, if, if it's appropriate, you can just say, oh, would you excuse me? I'll be right back and step away from the gossip, just not to be a part of it. Another thing to say is, oh, gosh, I've got enough on my plate. I don't need to hear more of people's problems. Ha ha ha. And change the subject. That's one way of doing it. Those are a couple of things. Saying no is very simple. No, thank you. I'm not interested. Oh, but why? But this, you know, the pushy people, the one thing I recommend, once you said no, twice, very politely, the next time you stop, you stiffen your body, whether you're sitting or not, you lean in a bit, you look right into their eyes with a smile on your face and say, I'm not interested. Thank you. And that's an assertive voice and you stop, the world stops and you look at them. That is extremely powerful. <laughs> this is a great way on which to close. Now, I'm going to ask you again, Rosalinda, to share your contact information with our community here of peak performers. We have been talking with Rosalinda Randall, and she is the business etiquette expert. And we all can use some etiquette in the business world. You know, if it is that we're still employed, wherever it is in the world that we are, whatever it is that we're doing on a daily basis, we need to be polite. We need to know how to respond to even those questions that are unwelcomed, those situations that are unwelcomed. And so we've brought in the experts to share. And now, Rosalindo, where can they find you? First of all, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure being on the Entrepreneurial You Show. You, you, were, you were a joy. You were a wonderful host. You can find me on rosalindarandall.com. All my social media contact is there. Uh, my book, you can go to that. Don't burp in the boardroom. So rosalindarandall.com. And, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on The Entrepreneurial You and sharing your expertise with us. And I wish you every success in all that you're doing. Continue to inspire, continue to teach, continue to spread the word about etiquette and being just being a good human being. Thank you. And now a word from our amazing sponsors. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing, or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call an experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. What do you know? We have come to the end of another great episode of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I trust that you learned something and that something resonated with you so that you can share with others. And speaking of sharing, I'd so love for you to leave a comment on the show notes page of each episode. Well, we're talking about this one in particular. Leave a comment at the end of the page so that when you go the topic, you click down. 
And at the end, there is an option there for you to comment. If you're accessing through iTunes, then by all means, I'd love for you to leave a rate and review. That will keep us as a top rated podcast. It means a lot to me for you to help me out in this way, right? I know you are listening from all over the world. And I so appreciate it from Japan to Germany to India to Pakistan, everywhere in the Caribbean, in the United States, in Jamaica in particular. Big up my Jamaican peeps. Big up those, of course, in Ohio and all those other states that persons are listening in from, that you are listening in from. I so truly appreciate you. Now, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can actually send me an email, you know, send it to Henneke Watkins Portal at gmail.com. I am truly looking forward to connecting with you. If you want to send me a voicemail too, you can do that through my website. Just go to the middle at the right of the screen. There is an option for voicemail when you go to hennikawatkinsporter.com. I do want to hear from you. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?